Hello. Oh, shit. I already oh. forgot. Hello. Oh, Danish. Zaino. Zdeno! <laughs> Hello. Hello, Zdeno. <laughs> Zdeno. You had it before. It's not Deno like denim. That's what I'm getting No, it's not denim. How do you say it? Zdeno. Zdeno. <laughs> Hello, Zdeno. Oh my god! I believe it. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing it. Hello. It's a day no. There you go. <laughs> Claire's crying. This is gonna be the longest pick. I need to go back to Chara. So the fig I brought you today... Wait, we haven't introduced the podcast. <laughs> oh, lord, I'm too excited. Okay, uh, welcome to Fine Pairings, a podcast about fan fiction. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. And Claire is very excited about our fic today. Claire, tell us why we have come to this today. <laughs> okay, so the request you gave for me was to redo... Redux. ...of one of the previous... Um, uh, suggestions that we'd had. Yes. And this one has been burning a hole in my pocket for basically since we did this request. Because what this is, is a redo of the uh, real life sports fanfic. Yes. The one where you... Did you bring me sports? Honestly, no, I don't... Up, no, you ended up bringing me uh, the um, Dipper Pines... Alien yes. one. Yeah, I brought so something. You didn't bring me anything about sports. You gave me. It's that you gave me two options, and I went with the other option because you were like, "Find me sports." That was in a time when we didn't know how to look for tags very well. Yes, it's and honestly, all of the tags of this one I wouldn't have found, and also I would have <laughs> been intimidated because I didn't know who Zen. Uh, Zendeno Charo was at the it's time. It's not Zendaya. It's Zendaya. <laughs> it's Zen- I fuck, I had it. It's the long sound. It's uh, Zdeno. Zdeno Chara. That's Chara. what that one... I'm going off of one interview person, so yes. she could easily be wrong. Yes. But I pray we're going to get reamed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to send us to all of your friends... I'm pretty and get sure us, If you want to get us a bunch of downloads by sending this to all of your... Hockey um, friends just to make them mad. Do it. I support it. Suddenly we just get like a million hits in Canada. <laughs> Honestly... Um, I'm fine with it. Yeah, right? Well, and if I just got like a thousand DMs on Twitter being like, that's not how you say it, I'd be like, can't stop, what's up? It would be so fucking funny if people only sent us like them saying it and like just we had a thousand different versions of them trying and to I'd say it. Like, I, I don't know. Anyway, okay, so spoilers, I am at least partially familiar with this fic because I uh, man a lot of the social media. So I see a lot of the messages and I get a lot of the requests, even if I plan to pass them off to Claire. Like, I do have a at least an inkling about what's going on today. So thank you, uh, Corwin, who sent us this fic as a recommendation on Instagram. And oh, then I immediately, and I immediately had to share it with Claire because uh, <laughs> it was just, it, it, I want to say it satisfied that one. And I was like, hey, ha ha ha, you could have um, given me a sports one had we only gotten this like a year ago. Yes. <laughs> so thank you, Corwin, for your Instagram DM. Others can DM us their weird things or their reduxes. Right. We could just do a whole redux season if a we se- get good enough. <laughs> a season of redux. But anyway, so they sent um, this fic, which is called Fifty Shades of Denim. 
by Big ZSD Stan, um, whom I did get in contact with. Hell yeah. And uh, they're excited to for us to read it. I have already apologized in advance because I am, as I previously stated, new to the hockey fandom. Did they and- give you any insight as to why this happened? <laughs> Um, no, I'm actually, because uh, it's so specific. No, their name is Rachel, and you can follow her, they, she said any pronouns are cool, so I'm going to just wildly, I'm just going to wildly change them throughout the yeah. paragraph. Um, you can follow Z, I couldn't think of it. Zay? Zay? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was trying to, uh, their, uh, Twitter handle is Zdaynutchara, I'll put it in the show notes, but show nuts show notes uh-huh. <laughs> i'll put it in the show notes but you can follow them at Chara, and they would like me to say and i wholeheartedly agree um stan talent stan zidane Chara, and tom brady is a snake trader so context the uh, main characters are tom brady and uh zidano 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 <laughs> The Dino, um, which I have done a bunch of research on the relationship between uh, Brady and Chara. And they're actually tight friends. Okay. Because um, so previously Tom Brady was the team captain of the Patriots in Boston. Famously. uh, Famously. And Chara is the team captain of the Boston Bruins. Oh, okay. I didn't realize they were both Bostonian. Yes. And then additionally, they are... That's why that video came up. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Additionally, they are also the two oldest athletes in Boston, in that they're Hmm. both... They're probably 43 now. Um, Rather old for a professional. And which... Sports person, yes. Yes. (laughs) When the next oldest person, athlete-wise, professional athlete-wise, so they're like 43 now... The next oldest person is like 36. Oh gosh. So they are like much older. They also are both super passionate about their like very specific diets. And so oh, okay. like so uh Chara is um plant-based and then Tom Brady is it's like on keto or something, isn't he? It's that Tom Brady has his specific diet uh TB12. TB12. Where it's like there's a yes, number in letters. Where he <laughs> where he doesn't eat like nightshades and like all these specific things and it's like very it like It's at, very intense. It's very intense and so they've like bonded over that. Also they're both enormously tall. Tom Brady is um 6 foot 4, okay. 5, 6 foot 4 and then Chara is 6 foot 8. Or nine? He's six foot nine, I think. There was a five inch difference between these two insanely tall men. (laughs) And I was like, what the hell here? And I want to show you their, (laughs) um, a picture of them. But yeah, they used to do, they like did like events together and Oh, cute. Yeah. So like, they bros. Tom Brady just looks like a guy. Yeah. (laughs) Right? He looks like. Tara looks like a tall guy. The first time I read this, I actually didn't know any of that. And so I was like, why are these two together? That's fr- It does seem like a weird pairing if you don't happen to know that they're both from the same place. And yes. like have very similar and then actually they really And actually they really know each other and hang out. Yeah. Okay. So based on what I remember from you, me, and Josie's like texting conversation mm-hmm. about this fic, this was based on like an Ugg Boots commercial? Question mark? Yes. Is that what the author confirmed? <laughs> or is that just what we have gleaned from context clues? I haven't heard that specifically from the author, but um, yes, I believe I believe it was inspired by Tom Brady's like Ugg Boots campaign. Right. <laughs> and also it's like uh in their notes they wrote, it is also imperative to know that this is set in the long hair Brady era days. Which now brings me 
to the pairing today. Yeah, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I have brought you a a jock tale. <laughs> a jean cocktail. But also a Don't tale of jocks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I won't say it looks like denim, but it does kind of look like uh like a like either toilet bowl cleaner or like mouthwash. <laughs> like it's a very it's very clear and blue. <laughs> I like to think this is what, as you will see repeatedly throughout this fic. Like this looks like water and blue curacao. <laughs> And what it is, is it's one ounce peach schnapps, mm-hmm. one ounce blue carousel, mm-hmm. two ounces of white rum, and a bunch of Sprite. Okay. A jock tail. In, in your brain, would this be uh, garnished with anything to make it real jocky? Is that if I could have had a wedge of denim, <laughs> I would have put that on the rim. So this is vegan, so Chara can drink it. Can Tom Brady drink this drink? No. No. <laughs> TB12 forbids alcohol. Oh, so. well, that's a bummer. Yes. Okay, well, here we go. Amongst the number of reasons why <laughs> you shouldn't drink alcohol if you want to be healthy. <laughs> what? No way. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Yeah, it tastes like a cocktail. For some reason, it was just thicker than I was expecting it to be, and it kind of kind of threw off my tongue. It's a, This is very close to another drink that is called a sex on the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> But this is a jock tail. Which, in theory, you'd be wearing jeans for, so. Yes. I mean, most of the time. Not, and I don't know why, for some reason, when I think about sex on the driveway, I'm, like, primarily <laughs> it's a, thinking it's a about, sex like. sex on the beach with what changes? Uh, blue carousel. Instead of. I don't know. I don't remember what's orange in. Orange juice? Uh, no. What's in a. Tequi- no. What's in a sex on the beach? Probably vodka. Peach schnapps. And vodka. Um, vodka. Yeah. And uh, cranberry juice and orange juice. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> sure. We host a cocktail podcast. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm Grace. <laughs> I'm Claire, and I'm an expert on drinking, We're all, but yep. not making. Nope. I'll drink this. It's not bad. I don't mm-hmm. hate it. It's really blue. The summary of Fifty Shades of Denim is the story of how Tom Brady saved the Bruins through the magic of denim, parentheses, based on true events. The Bruins are the hockey team? Yes. Okay, good. Just checking. Yep. <laughs> and that's going to be about the limit of what I can tell you about hockey. Great. Anyway, Fifty Shades of Denim. It was... <laughs> It was late o'clock on a Sunday evening at the TD Garden. The Disappointment Bears had just finished being shut out by a Le- uh, Roberto... The disappoint- Wait, what is TD? Touchdown? Touchdown. No, no, I'm assuming oh. that that's the name of their ice rink. Oh. Because um, <laughs> you said the Disappointments and you also said... I will Google what the Bruins Stadium is. It's the TD Garden. What the fuck does it stand for? It probably stands for whatever company is TD. The damn garden. No, I don't know. <laughs> Do you want me to... I'm going to go to the... <laughs> It's fine. Yep, I don't know what to tell you. It's just called the TD Garden. <laughs> okay, whatever. The Disappointment Bears had just finished being shut out by Roberto uh, Lugando. Luongo? Luongo. So sorry, hockey fans. I can't know everything. I can only know a couple things very well. You already then... watched so much TV. <laughs> right, I don't... This was a bad week to try and get better at Twitter when I was also trying to reduce my screen time. <laughs> The Disappointment Bears had just finished being shut out by Roberto Lugano, which was one of their favorite pastimes. A horrible 14-0 loss, which is very oh, bad. Oh, that's because, really bad in yes. hockey. Oh, yeah, my right. God. <laughs> a horrible 14-0 loss in which Alexander Barkov was able to get a triple hat trick, reminiscent of a certain World Juniors Team Canada win. Mm. All was fine that night. The Bruins were used to losing up to four games in a row. Dejectedly, they packed up their bags, walking past any reporter that wanted to ask how they should get more pucks in the net. <laughs> it was futile. They, ha- they were has-beens in a league where the Maple Leafs placed second. A world truly turned upside down. A Steve Dangle-esque scream into the black and gold void. 
So sat on the toilet of the GD Garden restroom was Jara, scrolling through his phone during his post-game dump... <laughs> his post-game loss dump. He sighed longingly, looking at the toilet. <laughs> As if you wouldn't poop after you win a game. Just only when you lose. Only it gives, when you It lose. just gives you diarrhea. Right. Um, it's not diarrhea, unfortunately. It's a intact shit. Um, <laughs> it tells you? Yes. Okay, keep going. He sighed longingly. Look, it's not, it's inferred. You'll see. He sighed longingly, looking at the Twitter commotion, scanning his eyes over a haggardly headline reading, Why hasn't Tuka Rask been publicly executed yet? Every other response was the fans' trade ideas and fantasy lineups, all unrealistic in their own way. It was all too much for him as he closed his eyes, giving one final mighty squeeze before flushing. <laughs> the cold water of the sink hit his giant giao hands, which caused him to let out a sigh. A reminder that there was still vegan-friendly beverages left in the world. He smiled, scooping some of the H2O into his mouth for a nice drink. It was what he deserved after the valiant effort he and his team uh, brought tonight. As he was chugging half of the garden's water supply, a loud crack rang out from the corner of the bathroom. This was not out of the ordinary, as sounds like these could be could be the building settling, but he knew this was no ordinary event when he saw a figure out of the corner of his eye. It was a man, dressed all in denim, including his boots, his hair perfectly combed, and his chin cutely dimpled. Could it be? No, it couldn't have been. Oh, but it was. This man was none other than Patriot Superstar. Now he's on the Buffalo Wayne Dills. <laughs> I'm Josie is dying. Buffalo Wild Wings. Brady is <laughs> Buffalo team. Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo Buffalo. Buffalo Buffalo. He's on Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I knew yeah. it started with a <laughs> Buccaneer. Nothing to do with Buffalo. Oh, it's the B threw me off. <laughs> and also and uh Gronkowski's on the team with him, so he's got his favorite tight end. Ah. Um they're both on the Buccaneers together. Anyway, I do know sports, Josie. <laughs> This man was none other than Patriots superstar and New England sports icon, Tom Brady, who stood solemnly in the middle of the TD Garden restroom. How he had gotten there was a mystery, and probably due to Belichick's dark magic, but he was there, in the flesh. Hello, Zenda- Zendaya. <laughs> Zenda- Zendeno. Zendeno? Hello, Zendeno. No! <laughs> it's not Zen! Zden. Zdeno. 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 Like Hello. a Danish. Hello, Zdeno. <laughs> the Danish helps. <laughs> I hope to someday meet him and be like, you can call me Clear. You can pronounce helps. my name however you want. <laughs> oh, that's what I tell people when I mispronounce their name. I'm like, and now you're entitled to say my name completely wrong. Do whatever once. you need to. Right. Hello, he said in his mildly Midwestern accent. Do you like my jutes? <laughs> Chara, who stood paralyzed at the sink, turned around slowly, as if he was about to be arrested, though with the NHL's cocaine problem, who knows who's next. He could not believe that this organically sustained, plant-based diet icon was standing right behind him. Before he knew it, his eyes were locked with Tom's own sparkling sapphire orbs, and his knees were wobbling like crazy. He gulped softly, feeling the butterflies rise in his stomach like a deflected puck. Your jukes are the most. <laughs> your jutes are the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I'm gonna stop and, and clarify in case anyone has not caught on. Jutes are jean boots in yes. the same way that jorts are jean shorts. It was confusing to listen to. This made Tom's eyes light up, a grin spreading across his perfectly sculpted face. I know they are, he replied, <laughs> reaching down and unzipping the jutes, jean boots. Of course, his exposed legs were sleek and shiny as he pulled the jutes off. 
taking them into his arms. How much of your leg can you see? Um, also, Tom Brady has... Feet? Yeah, also Tom Brady has um, naturally hairless legs. That's weird. Um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. Or is that Gronkowski? We can say it's Brady for fun. Anyway, uh, he pulled the jutes off. I'm assuming they're knee-high boots. Or cowboy boots, so we're seeing like a mid-calf. I assume they were Ugg boots, so like, Gross. His exposed legs were sleek and shiny as he pulled the jutes off, the jean boots, jutes, the jutes off, taking them into his arms. He cradled the denim shoes in his arms like a JB, jean baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, uh, jocktail, jean cocktail. Of course, of course, of course. Would you like to try them on? It was one, it was one thing to meet Brady, but it was another thing to be asked to try on his magical jutes. <laughs> a cold sweat broke out on Chara's face. Juicy beads of vegan sweat dripping down his giraffe neck. He could only imagine what would happen if he slipped the sensual fabric over his legs, letting it drape over his smooth Slovakian skin. But he knew, deep down inside, that he was not worthy enough to wear the jutes. His team team was barely hanging on, and he, as a captain, had done nothing to change it. Vegan sweat dripping down his giraffe neck is like an example sentence that I want to bring to children. Just to be like, this is how you write a descriptive sentence. This is amazing. These are adjectives. Uh, <laughs> Throw them in where it's appropriate to to paint me a word picture. Right. I know exactly what's happening. Right. I cannot try on your jutes, Ch- <laughs> Chara said quietly, a hint of shame and sadness in his voice. He looked away from Tom, his eyes boring holes into the, the tile floor. The fluorescent lights above flickered. Why do you not want to wear my jutes? Tom <laughs> questioned, reaching out to place a hand on his face. <laughs> a, singul- a singular teardrop fell from the taller man's eye, falling faster than the Bruins ranking in the Atlantic Division. <laughs> Tom wiped it away, the salty liquid absorbing into his, 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 his gloves, jean gloves. (laughs) (laughs) They stood like that for a moment. Chara barely- They spelled gloves! (laughs) Exactly how you would assume. J-L-O-V-E-S. Gloves. I shouldn't have doubted it. Jean gloves. (laughs) Jocktail. The JB. It's exactly how you would assume. Jean baby. They stood like that for a moment, Jara barely able to collect himself. His mind was clouded with negative thoughts, unusual for the, un- the often inspirational and uplifting man. Turning away from Tom, he looked at himself in the mirror. He couldn't help but notice that the mirror was cracked, broken just like he was. Your jutes aren't to be worn by losers. I, he faltered, sighing heavily before looking up at the ceiling. I am a loser. No, Jara. There, there Are was they a- gonna kiss? <laughs> Not yet. Are they gonna jiss? <laughs> Just sounds so bad. Gene <laughs> oh, kiss. Gene kiss. Gene make love. Jake love. He's going to. Are they gonna put on a John? He's going to jop him. Gene top him. <laughs> Never. Uh, keep going. Keep going. Turning away from. T- <laughs> there was a, a loud snapping sound. A bright flash of white light that made him wince. When Chara turned around again, Tom was nowhere to be seen. He was as if as soon as he had appeared, he was gone. The only thing that remained were the jutes themselves, left in the place where Tom was standing, folded into a neat pile. <laughs> Atop the jute pile, a note read, Where the jutes? <laughs> things hadn't gotten any better since Char's mysterious run-in with Tom in the garden bathroom. Some would say things had gotten even worse for the captain and his team. It was at the point where the Bruins couldn't even beat the Devils, suffering a 73-0 loss against <laughs> the New Jersey team. <sighs> Heartbreaking. The game was an outrage, a record-breaking defeat never before, uh, never seen before in the league. Articles were flying from journalists of all sports, you know, gene journalists? Journalists. <laughs> of all sports, One Piece even being named 10 Reasons Why the Bruins Should Be Relocated to Quebec. 
The headlines were becoming as offensive as the Bruins play, and announcers Jack and Brick were no less unforgiving, with nightly rants becoming a staple of the NS, uh, NESN broadcast they had once enjoyed. Most agitated of all was the general manager, John uh, Don Sweeney. I'm not, sorry. Not John. Gene Don, Don Sweeney. John Sweeney. Gene Don Sweeney. Who was usually express? Who's usually... Ex- his Jace, his expressionless face. Gene face. I'm having um, Geelings, Gene feelings. I'm crying, jeers, Gene tears. I'm going to joke, which is Gene choke on my detail. <laughs> I'm going to joke on my jacktail, which is Gene Choke on my Gene Cocktail. This is the dumbest joke that has ever happened in the entire world. I can't. I'm going to, like, oh my God. end my next conference call be like, Jello, everyone. Gene, hello. Most agitated of all was general manager Don Sweeney, whose usually expressionless face and apathetic attitude morphed into something far more sinister. He had no problem letting everyone know they were on thin ice. The man was not afraid to cut anyone from the team. Only a week ago, he had David Bax arrested arrested in his own home, citing the causes crimes against Bjork. Yep. Chatter in the locker room was kept at a dull murmur, for the players were far too busy considering the stakes. All were aware that the night's game against the Sabres would be a make-or-break moment for the future. Chara sat on the bench alone, admiring the one thing that he had left in his life, his bright yellow Crocs. He had not forgotten about the jutes, of course, which were stored away almost secretly in his locker. However, he would not allow himself the pleasure of wearing them until he could prove to himself that he was truly a winner, forgoing what the note had said completely. It was at this time Coach Cassidy entered the locker room, looking more frazzled than usual. His patchy hair stuck up at random, in random tufts, his eyes bloodshot from the lack of sleep. The smile that was often on his face had disappeared, replaced with a scowl as he gathered everyone around to speak. As you all know, we haven't been able to win a game in... Bruce started, whipping his phone out to go through his calendar. After minutes of scrolling, he spoke up again. About five weeks. <laughs> minutes of scrolling to count five weeks. Which, frankly, is a record-setting achievement. Not saying it's a good thing, but at least we have set one record this season. Oh, that's sad. The room burst out into a cheer, always glad to have an accomplishment under their belts. DeBrusque stood up, materializing a whipped cream can from out of nowhere. This calls for some cream, eh, boys? He yelled out, and the crowd yelled back in agreement. What? Okay. Is this a real thing? I did not Google the cream. Okay. But I'm assuming, yes, that there must be cream involved. You know, again, must be a weird hockey thing. Okay, that's enough, Bruce spoke up, hand gripping his temples. No one listened as Jake continued to cream all over the boys. Ah, that's I, <laughs> I said that's enough. Listen to your master when he speaks to you. This caused the lot to freeze in their tracks, and before long, the whipped cream can was gone. Anywho, I just wanted to mention that our very own Big Z had a very special letter mail- had a very special letter mailed to him. Apparently, it's from the Patriots organization. The team turned to look at Chara, who was still sat looking at his crocs, as sounds of shock echoed. He could feel an organic avocado-sized pit grew in his stomach. Maybe if he ignored it, it would all go away. This was not the case, however, as Bruce made his way through the crowd to place the letter in his hands. The envelope was smooth, navy blue, with little specks of silver uh, glitter. He, he, he hoped that it was made out of recycled materials, or he was going to have a serious problem. <laughs> so you're going to open? So, you going to open it, big man? Brad spoke up as long as possible. The left winger flashed his classic rat smile at him, complete with finger guns and everything. Patrice, who sat next to his liney as usual, shook his head. Brad, what did I say about rushing people? He can open the letter in his, on his own time. Chara looked up from the envelope and at his teammates before him. All looked on in anticipation, excitement even. 
The lights above flickered once more like the night he had met Tom in the restroom. He looked down at the letter and back up, only to find that everyone in the room was gone. Ripping the dark blue paper of the envelope as carefully as he could, he removed what seemed to be a piece of thin, folded denim. It was light blue, giving him flashbacks of Tom's outfit from weeks before. Opening the denim up, he found words carefully embroidered into it, forming a single phrase. Where the fucking jutes. <laughs> he shuddered at the sight. Sheen bumps rising on his skin. He couldn't wear the jutes. He just couldn't. Tossing the letter in the trash, he ran into the bathroom stall, slamming the door behind him. His head was pounding as tears began to pour out of, out of his face like buckets. For he was not worthy of any jutes, especially not Tom Brady's. It took a few moments, but he gradually regained his composure. Outside, he could hear his teammates carry on with their usual conversation gearing up for the game like nothing had happened. It was time to go out and get that bread. If things were not bad before, they had certainly gotten worse during the Sabres game, which some would call a complete catastrophe. The final score ran up so high by Buffalo that it had stopped being counted after a while. <laughs> Jeff Skinner had felt so bad he tried taking a few shots on, the, on his own goalie. Oh my god. The atmosphere in the locker room was uncomfortable, to say the least. Coach Cassidy, who usually gave speeches after every loss, spoke to no one. He entered his office, slamming the door behind him, blasting My Chemical Romance to numb his pain. Even the players didn't know what to make of the situation. It was so bad that even Pasta was close to tears. I assume that's a human. Must be. <laughs> His name is Pasta? His nickname is Pasta? <laughs> I don't it's know. It's capitalized. <sighs> As he was packing his equipment away, the pair of jutes fell out of Shara's locker and onto the floor. He was so sick of being around them, being tempted by them constantly, despite the fact that he could not wear them. Wear them! Pick that, the- What? <laughs> wear the jutes! You can wear them! This is a rule you made up, Chara. Picking them up in one fell swoop, he threw the jutes into the garbage. To make sure no one could try to take them, he grabbed what was left of his plant-based protein shake, <laughs> dousing the jutes generously with the drink. Ew. Doing this only made him feel worse, as he had wasted precious nutrients that someone else could have used. <laughs> what a superman. <laughs> Later that night at home, he was tossing and turning in his bed. Though it was a team effort, he couldn't help but feel like the loss was his fault. Nothing added up. They were doing everything Coach had said. Making sure to get plenty of pucks to the net and bodies to the board, the problem was unsolvable, yet the solution seemed to be brimming right at the surface. Where are the truths? Turning over once more, he looked over at his alarm clock, which was sitting atop his bedside table. The time read 3.28 a.m., which was far later than he was expecting. Soon, he would have to wake up and cook his family their vegan breakfast, mm -hmm. then bike over to the garden for morning, for morning skate. Reaching over with his freakishly long arms, <laughs> he turned the clock away from him, only to jump as a loud popping sound occurred behind him. At this point, he knew it could only mean one thing. Rolling back over, he was met face to face with Tom yet again, <laughs> who had a denim sleep mask over his eyes. <laughs> a jask, as you... Yeah, a jean a a, a mask. So, Tom started, sounding clearly unimpressed. I'm sensing you haven't worn the jutes yet. Is there a reason why? I sent you a letter, you know. You know, a jetter, a jean letter. <laughs> he pulled the mask up, letting it rest on his forehead. His long brown hair fell down in front of his face. Ah, uh, this is the but, long. This is the long hair. Yeah, but Chara yes. couldn't sense could sense that he had a look of disappointment. I got your letter, and I already told you I can't wear them. He felt bad saying it, but it was truly how he felt. There was something about the jutes that were too powerful, too strong in energy. Whenever he was near them, he felt weird inside. Besides, I don't look good in acid wash. You looked great in that speedo you were doing pull-ups at training camp. If a man can rock a banana hammock, he can wear anything. <laughs> but if that's the case, take these. Tom replied, pulling a pair of dark wash jutes from under the covers. <laughs> they looked absolutely breathtaking, yet they still emanated the nauseating energy that the first pair did. He could only barely stand to look at them, opting to pull his pillow over his face instead. Mm -hmm. You will put these on right now, or else. 
There was no way he was going to let a five-time Super Bowl champion put shoes on him like he was a child. And there was absolutely no way he was going to wear the damn jutes. Or else, or else what, he retorted. And as soon as he did, the world instantly went black. <clears throat> Everything was spinning, a senseless feeling of vertigo. It was as, as if he had taken a Charlie Mack check to the head. As soon as it subsided, the coldness set in. Was he dead? Reaching up to touch his cheek, there was a wetness to his skin. Was heaven really a water park? But he wasn't dead. Getting up, his joints popping and cracking alongside him. Yeah. He discovered he was on the ice in the garden. Tom standing beside him. The quarterback was dressed in his usual, all denim. <laughs> and so was Chara. <laughs> and so was Chara. He looked down to find he was wearing the jutes. They fit so perfectly around his calf, like shrink wrap on a chicken drum. And a trick on a chicken drum. <laughs> if he wasn't careful, he was. If he wasn't careful, he was sure a wild canoe would come out of nowhere to take a bite out of him. It took a moment for him to absorb his surroundings. The stands were empty. The usually bright lights were dim. The banners were hanging from the rafters as usual. There were rows of them, and only two were unrecognizable. The usual bright yellow fabric swayed above, sewn in the words, Stanley Cup Champions, 2018-2019. Next to it, a Jersey retirement banner containing the number 34. What does this all mean? He asked. I... He asked... Askionably? Yes. He asked... I think it's ask and questionably, in one word. He asked... Askianally, but with no response. He felt a pair of hands on his shoulders, turning him around, skating him towards a small display. Five Lombardi trophies sat before him, pristine and glimmering. Below each trophy, a photograph of the Tom. The only thing that came up when I looked up Askianably was uh -huh. this fan fiction. So it's not a word. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> Five Lombardi trophies sat before him, pristine and glimmering. Below each trophy, a photograph of Tom. Presumably from each Super Bowl they were won. Though each photo differed in his age and stance, quality even, one thing remained the same. He was wearing jutes in each one. Spinning Char spinning Chara back to face him, Tom looked up with determination. Without those jutes, I never would have won the Super Bowl five times. <laughs> I've been trying to tell you this, that the power is in the denim. He smiled softly, bringing his face closer. Even his breath smelt of jeans. <laughs> his jeff, if you will. His jeff, jean breath. <laughs> I, I need you to know that. He paused, his cheeks reddening. What will it take you to convince you to wear them? Of all the things he could have been thinking of, wearing the jutes was not one of them. Chara was so close to him, he could barely breathe. Kiss. Taking in his charming scent of musk and denim. Kiss. His eyes flicked down to Tom's mouth, and before he knew it, his hands were on his waist, and... Kiss his denim. <laughs> he sat up in his bed. His room was shrouded in darkness, and the alarm clock read around 6 a.m. It really was a dream after all. A disappointing feeling settling in his stomach quicker than the two goals in 17 seconds. Getting up out of bed, he pulled the sheets off, only to make the discovery of a lifetime. His legs were cloaked in the dark washed denim, and he was wearing the jutes. The jutes. No, this can't be. No, no, this can't be, he murmured to himself in a low voice, completely unsure of what to do. The jutes were soft and supple under his touch, yet released a light feeling of static electricity. As much as he tugged on them, they refused to come off, like Jim Carrey's mask in the blockbuster hit, The Mask. <laughs> <laughs> the slow rising sun began to shine through the window now, its rays seeping through the dark wash denim of the jutes. He knew he had to get the jutes off before his family woke up, or they too would be dangerously exposed to the mysterious power that they contained. Yet, when he searched the house for all of them, they seemed to have disappeared without a trace. Grabbing his trusty bike, he hopped on, pedaling faster than Connor McDavid to the garden. It was the only place he could think of going, at least to get some help prying the jutes off. Maybe someone there would have answers, though he doubted it. 
As the bike trekked along the cracked sidewalks, lights from each from inside each passing home were switching on. Before he knew it, it seemed like everyone was coming out of the house to cheer him on. Yeah. A more than confusing <clears throat> spectacle, considering the Bruins' pro- poor performance. They yelled something about the Stanley Cup, and he even thought he heard, Austin to Boston! Though he simply shook it off and pedaled harder. The people of the city must have been drinking too much of that dirty water. He pulled up to the TD Garden parking lot with a screeching halt, and couldn't help but notice there was confetti sprinkled everywhere. Uh, strands of the black and gold plastic uh, hung from every structure, rep- reminiscent of a toilet-papered house. The absolute environmental ignorance of it all made him boil with rage, <laughs> which slowly dissipated. Rage. Yeah, when I read that, I was like, I've never read a more grace statement. <laughs> How do we celebrate without leaving anything in the environment? <laughs> we don't. Toilet paper would have been better. That disintegrates. Emerging through the locker room doors, he was surprised to see his teammates all there. Their beards were full and luscious, and they were all soaking wet, though that seemed to be explained by the empty champagne bottles scattered around the floor. Ah. He could catch glimpses of something large and shiny at the center of the room, which, what what it could be, he was not sure. He was no longer pressed with trying to remove the jutes, more trying to figure out what was all happening. It was hard to understand the situation, barely being able to hear himself think over Jake's whipped cream spring screams. Hey, what's... <laughs> Specifically. Hey, what's going on, he yelled, yet his voice was muffled by the loud rap music playing in the background. Morning skate doesn't start until eight. You guys don't have to be here. Luckily, he managed to capture the attention of a very tipsy Carlo, who stumbled towards him with the grace of an injured deer. It wasn't hard to notice that the kid smelled lightly of vomit, but thankfully, mm-hmm. not the bad kind. <laughs> Was it Jomit? Jean Jomit. No, morning skate. What are you talking about, dude? The season's over. Over? But it's only halfway. And that's and that was when everyone had when everything had struck him. The banner. The people cheering for him during his bike ride. The team's full beards. The champion and celebrating. The champagne and celebrating. The Bruins had become Stanley Cup champions again. All thanks to Tom and the power of his jutes. As soon as he had come to that realization, a crack of loud thunder boomed above him. Paired with that uh, bright flash of light, though this time it was coming from Bruce's seemingly empty office. He knew there could only be one person waiting for him, though there was always a slim chance that that person would could be Gritty. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> gritty. It, it could always gritty be Gritty. should be featured more heavily in this, if I had to give this any critiques. Excuse me, Char said, pushing past his line mate. There was an unfortunate thud behind him, which could only have been Brandon falling on his face. Inside the office was none other than the denim-adored man himself. Seated in Bruce's large leather chair, how happy he was to see him couldn't be explained with words. Though, the feeling was much like how he felt when he received fan art of his ESPN body issue pictures, or a good bowl of sustainably farmed banana ice cream. (laughs) Tom seemed to be just as visually pleased, standing up to wrap his arms around the taller man. For a good while, they stood like that, and time seemed to stop along with it. It was nothing but peaceful, yet one thing remained on Char's mind, something that he needed to answer to. Pulling away from the from the embrace, he stopped to glance over Tom's face. His eyes, those familiar sparkling sapphire orbs, were even more powerful than the language of Dallas Star's owner, Jim Lights. What were you going to say to me that night you were on the ice? Oh, nothing, Tom grinned back. Upon closer inspection, even his teeth were shaded a light denim color. Ew. Only that I'm in love with Jute. You? You? Jean, you? Jean? I mean, I... Jute. Jute. Boot? It's like, it's like olive juice. I love juicy too. Uh, in, I'm in love with jute. Jute. I'm in love with jute. And then runs away. <sighs> what End a, of fanfic. What a good time. <laughs> what a, a a jude time. Jean good. Jude. <laughs> uh, a jime? A jean time? A real, a real hell of a jandrick. 
that's a Jean fanfic. It is. Ah, and the notes are, let me know what you think, but you don't have to. I don't want to pressure you like that. And here, I want to read you the tags to know why I would never have found this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the tags are relationship, Tom Brady slash uh, Zendaya Chara. Characters, Tom Brady, Zendaya Chara, Boston Bruins Ensemble. Additional tags, magical jutes, visions, crack, ambiguous slash open ending. That's not a lot of tags for what happens in this fic. Considering I was look for sports. sports. (laughs) It's not tagged sports. It's not tagged sports. The fandom is men's hockey RPF, and as I have clearly indicated, (laughs) I am not... Uh, in the, I'm not in the hockey fandom as much as I long to be in it. I am kept out. So, uh, based on my own ignorance and inability to pronounce Slovakian names. This <laughs> is just like a great example of like the RPF that I'm comfortable with and like, because this has nothing to do with the actual human people. Yes. Except for, you know, it's a, like a, like a cartoon version of that. Yes. Tom Brady would not read this and... Be like me. <laughs> yes, be like see himself. He would. Tara not... might because of the vegan stuff. Yes, but aside from that, Tom Brady would not be like it's look like looking in a mirror. Thank you again to Corwin who sent us this fanfic on Instagram. It was exactly what I didn't know I needed. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's um again. This is why we need people to send us stuff because like how you guys know hell, good stuff. Right. You have good things. Right? In your pockets that we don't know about. Much like a sommelier still needs these small uh, family-owned vineyards to send them samplings of their wine. Hmm. Oh, else, how else will I taste anything beyond Yellowtail, which is trash? <laughs> um, so you need to send us, you small vintners, so that I may sample you and uh, put you into the wine magazine or whatever they in the, do with In those. the same way, there's like a statistic that like your like social media or Instagram, the average of your followers is going to have more followers than you. You guys, on average, definitely have read more fanfiction than we have. Yes. And collectively, you have definitely read more fanfiction than we have. So yes, that's why we like you to send us stuff. So before we completely wrap up and tell you all our handles, Claire, what would you like me to bring to you next time? What a complicated question. <laughs> how do we How do we top? We never will. How do we move on from the jutes? Yes, how do we move on from the jutes? Into the next fanfiction. So I was thinking about this, Grace. Yes. And you and I, in the Venn diagram of fandoms, mm-hmm. um, the number of times I have tried to be like, do you understand this pop culture reference? And the answer has been no. I've, <laughs> I've been trying to pick my brain of what... You would know, and I that you could explore and ah. ponder for me, and something that you don't know, <laughs> something that I don't know okay. as well. Um, and so, what I came up with is, I would like you to explore. Um, I know you've watched a lot of. We've both watched Steven Universe, yes. And so that made me think of. Um, there's probably a lot of animated series that mm. have fanfics that we haven't covered because mm. we've covered a lot of fandoms that are yeah like, we haven't covered that we've done we just did disney and aside from that we did um um another cartoon that we did gravity falls gravity falls for a minute yep we only i think I we've think only done gravity it. falls yeah, yeah wow and that's why i was like i feel like fanfic is a lot less complicated in terms of like <laughs> no moral jutes. yeah no jutes <laughs> no uh joral jambiguity which is moral of- ambiguity 
gene moral ambiguity about writing fanfic about real people. Oh, okay. I was going to say, there's a lot of moral ambiguity in cartoons. Yes. Cartoons now have really expanded. And what I meant was more like when I tell people about how we read about fanfic and just the concept of fanfic. We've done Avatar. Avatar. You're right. I forgot. But it's that everyone is like, you talk about real people's sex life? And I'm like, what? No. No. Not once have we done that. Not once have we done that. You're confused. But in order to completely remove that jail, gene veil. <laughs> I couldn't figure that one I'm out. Never, yeah, that's why I, I apprenticed it. Um, in order to completely remove that jail, gene veil, I would like you to find me a fanfic about a uh, popular popular animated series. Okay. So, like, mm-hmm. I know you like Shira. I know we've done Avatar, um, Gravity Falls. I'm sure so there's, get like... get outside of that. Yes. The realms I'm, we've already touched. Yes. I know Excellent. We've, I know there's more. Yes. And so I want you to bring me something interessante. Okay. I or, can definitely do that. <laughs> yes. Cool. So, that's what I want. Cool. So if you're like Corwin and you want to send in us something that just like, whatever the the fanfic version of an earworm is that just got stuck in your brain and you've read it a couple times because it's so weird and so funny and you sh- it's the fan fiction that you share with your friends to be like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> send us our way. There are multiple ways you can send us those things. You can get in touch on Instagram, Tumblr, and TikTok at Fine Pairings Podcast. All of those are DMs are open, as well as Twitter, which is Fine Pairings Pod. You can also email us at finepairingspodcast at gmail.com. That's where you should also send us a screenshot of mm-hmm. your five-star uh, review where you can get a 500-word fanfic written by either Grace or myself with either your request of a prompt or we can just wildcard whatever we're feeling. But I'll have you know I listen to a lot of 2015 R&B, and so it could get... <laughs> Can I read Hot. you my favorite five-star review that we got recently? Yes. So this will this will date us a little bit because uh, we record a month or two months in advance. And we got just uh, the best fucking review. The title of it is, And That's the Plot of Fine Pairings. And that's the plot of Fine Pairings! Which is a great joke that we've done. So, like, you're clearly a listener that's been either listened a while or has been listening, like, binging. And the, the review is, I freaking love this podcast. Always cheers me up and feels like I'm just sitting around with friends talking about fanfics can't wait for the patreon to go up thank you guys for putting us something to look forward to in this the dumpster fire that is 2020 oh that that reminds me our uh jtreon our gene patreon (laughs) is actually out right now so make sure that you go and you can uh, listen to some jet some gene smut (laughs) on our patreon feed of uh gene and gene which is steam and cream (laughs) gene steam and Gene Steam and Gene Cream. Okay, we're gonna wrap this up because this is stupid. Uh, thank you for listening. Send us your best Gene jokes on Twitter. Uh, and have have a great day. Gene day. Goodbye. Gene bye. Gene bye. <laughs> Jai. Sorry. Jai. Gene bye. So done.